Hi there, this is Cheryl Richardson. I'm here for our Facebook Live this week. Welcome to you, and um, I hope you're having a great holiday season. Thanksgiving has come and gone. Seems like it was so fast, right? <laughs> it just came. One minute it's here, the next minute it's gone, but I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're here in the States. And um, if you're in other parts of the world, I hope that as we enter into the Christmas season and the Kwanzaa season and the Hanukkah, we're in Hanukkah right now, happy Hanukkah. Um, I hope that you do so with peacefulness and presence and well, just let's say a lot less stress. How about that? <laughs> Anyway, let me say hi to some people. Hi, Michelle. Welcome. I'm glad that you're here. And um, hi, Natalie. Welcome from Dublin. Oh, I love Dublin so much. Um, glad that you're here. And um, I will wait a couple minutes. Hi, Bridget and Robin. Welcome. Wait a couple minutes for people to join. And then this Facebook Live is sort of open for you. It's about providing you. I'm going to have to move with the sun, too, because where um, I'm in my office and it's all, it's all windows. <laughs> and it's really, really sunny out. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. So um, this is a chance for you to get some coaching and some support. So uh, you can begin to craft a question that you might have or a situation that you might, might want some help with. And um, while I'm waiting for that, I'm gonna just talk about three things I like to do during the holiday kind of like holiday self-care tips, if you will. Um, hi, Ev, welcome, and Terry, hi, I'm glad you're here. Hi, Lori, and Karina, and Cindy, and um, Sherry, welcome to you, and Patty, welcome. Pia, glad you're here. Um, yes, Pia says, I loved your video, Releasing the Owl. If you um, haven't seen it, I just had the most amazing opportunity um, offered to me yesterday, last night in pitch darkness, to take a barred owl from the Center for Wildlife in Cape Medic, Maine, and return him to the wild. He had been, uh, I think he was brought into the center on November 7th. He had been hit by a car and a couple found him and brought him in and he spent the last month at the center getting rehabilitated. And uh, he's all better and ready to go. And so we, they gave me the coordinates of where to meet, and um, I met them right where he had been found is where they returned them because they have a two to three mile radius of, uh, like a home radius, if you will. And so we wanted to return him to where he had been found. And um, so it was really dark, the stars were out, it was beautiful. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, please watch, um, just holding this being was amazing. He just stared into my eyes and I just stared back at him and it was wonderful to be able to just release him and let him go. He flew right into a tree and we stood and watched him for a while. And then as we turned to go, you know, to leave, he, um, he just took off into the woods. So it was really, it was a magical experience and one I'll remember for the rest of my life for sure. Absolutely. I'm glad you saw that Pia and hi Jess and Tina and in Inspire Girl, hi and Andrea, and Valerie, Valeria and Sheila, welcome to you. Um, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. I hope you feel better soon. Uh, so anyway, I am here today to support you in whatever way I can in terms of um, coaching. So if you have a question or a challenge you're faced with, go ahead and put it in the comments section. 
I'm going to do my best to sometimes Facebook lets me look at all the comments and go back. Sometimes it doesn't it makes me a little crazy like that. Um, and I'm going to move around because of the sunlight. Anyway, three things that I do during the holidays to make them a more pleasurable experience. I thought I would share it with you. I really try not to be overscheduled. I like to create space for spontaneity. If I feel like going out shopping, I'm going to take a walk. I'm going to, you know, take a drive downtown and walk around. I like to support local businesses, local artisans as much as I can. And so, um, if I feel like shopping, I'm going to do that. If I feel like having breakfast with a friend, I'm going to do that. If um, I feel like yesterday I ran into an old friend I hadn't seen in a while, we had been talking about having dinner together, and I was so glad that I had an evening free. Both Michael and I had an evening free that we were able to say, yeah, let's get together on this night and, and share some holiday cheer together. So spontaneity is, spontaneity is important to me. Instead of having everything so rigidly scheduled, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. So, ow, <laughs> just hurt my hand here. So anyway, um, that's the first thing. Second, I always, pretty much always, shop with pleasure, not pressure. I don't like, I have no interest in buying gifts because I have to or I feel pressured in some way. I would rather just say to somebody, you know what, I'm going to give you the gift of my presence. I'm going to actually really be present and let's spend some time together instead of um, just shopping to you know, check something off my list or to make sure that I have something. The other thing I do during the year is I actually, um, when I come across something that I really love that I think is special, I usually buy two of them. And I have this little drawer of special things that I love to share with friends and family. And so um, sometimes it's really nice. I go shopping in the drawer or I go shopping in my closet and I find something that I just think would be perfect for someone I love. Um, and this year I've just asked people to please not get me gifts, but instead to uh, donate to the Center for Wildlife in Cape Medic. I told you during last week's Facebook Live that Michael and I have donated $10,000, a matching donation. So for every dollar that gets um, donated to the Center for Wildlife, we're gonna match it up to 10,000 as part of our sponsoring of the Learning Lab in their new environmental wildlife center that will be opened in 2020. We're really excited about that. So um, yeah, no shopping under pressure, only for pleasure when it's fun, you know, walking around and just browsing and letting the right gift find you. I love that. And then the third thing is, um, you know, we all talk about the stress and the hustle and the bustle of the holidays and the traffic and the crowds at the shopping malls or whatever. I actually like to flip it on its head and say that um, it's important to be on the lookout for great people. The other day when I was out shopping on Saturday, I just happened to have some free time in the morning and I went downtown in Newburyport and walked around. And um, I made a point of just being warm and friendly to people and I met some really great people. I had really lovely conversations with strangers. and. Sometimes I will even bump into someone like this friend that we're having dinner with. I'll bump into somebody I haven't seen in a while and we'll just, we'll just really enjoy talking with one another. So I look for great people. I look for, I try to be warm and friendly um, to just kind of put myself in that place of being warm and friendly to people and people are warm and friendly back. So 
And I don't know, there's something about that that to me is really special during the holiday season to, I let people go in traffic, try to remember to do that. We live in a town that gets really busy during the holidays. So I'm always, you know, letting people go and people, I find that people then let me go. So, you know, what are some of the things you can do to really see the goodness in people and to be open to great people um, coming into your life and communicating with you? You might be surprised at who you meet. All right, so let's see. Let me see what we have here for, um, those are the three things. Those are the three things. Let me just take a breath <laughs> and a drink of water. I always feel like I have to rush somehow. I don't know why. Um, those are the three things I like to do during the holidays and they make my holidays special. Be open, create space in my calendar for spontaneity shop for pleasure, not under pressure, and be on the lookout for great people. Three little holiday self-care tips. How's that? Okay, let's see um, if we have any questions. Hi, Kimberly from Mexico. Hola, glad that you're here. Susan from the Netherlands, welcome. Alexandra, one of my top fans. I love how Facebook does that. Does that. Hi, Beverly and Donna from Michigan, welcome. And Sherry, so let's see. Jocelyn, good morning from California. Thank you. Yes, it's morning for you. Um, <laughs> Heidi says, this feels like romper room with the highs. I know, right? Hello, I see you. I, I need to get one of those round mirrors, right? Remember those? Oh, my goodness. Um, so let's see. Mary's here live. Hey, Mary, glad you're here. Um, Chantal watched the owl release. That's great. And so did Sherry. That's terrific. Um, so Michelle says, I am challenged by accepting my aging face and body at 57. Well, my darling, I understand. Things change over time, right? Our bodies change. Our health changes, our bones might feel a little more creaky. Uh, we don't celebrate aging and the wisdom of aging in our culture. We celebrate youth. And, um, and also, Michelle, I find that when people are aesthetically oriented or they appreciate beauty or they appreciate, um, they have the gift of perfectionism, which is different than the curse of perfectionism, it can be difficult to, um, to look at yourself in the mirror and see the changing, the wrinkles and the, you know, I mean, I've got them myself. And, um, and so what do you do about that? Uh, it would be superficial of me to say, well, just look in the mirror and say, I love you anyway. Although that is a good practice and you can fake it until you make it. And actually you can end up making it. Um, I think that, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me, Michelle, is putting an emphasis somewhere else. Uh, while we see our face every day, I understand that. Putting an emphasis on what's going on internally for you. Uh, are you doing things that you love in life? Are you spending time with people that, that make you laugh or that nourish you in some way? Are you doing work that feels meaningful or fulfilling or even volunteer work that feels fulfilling? Are you taking good care of other things in your life? Are you taking good care of your body? Are you exercising? I know that when I joined a CrossFit gym almost three years ago now, I cannot believe it's been three years. 
And I started working out really consistently and hard and getting strong. It changed everything, Michelle. It, you know, it wasn't for the first two years, my body didn't change much, but I appreciated it more because it was strong and it carried me through life and my legs felt strong and my hips felt strong and my arms felt strong. And so there was less emphasis on what the body looked like and more on what it felt like and how it supported me. And then after two years of that, then all of a sudden now the, my weight has been shifting and my body is beginning to sort of follow my thoughts about really appreciating its strength and its leanness and its musculature. And so putting an emphasis on the state of my body and my health over, um, over how it looked made a big difference. So a lot of times we can tend to over-focus on the things that are bothering us. And you want to do yourself a favor and distract yourself from that over-focus by putting an emphasis on other things, like the people you spend time with, the way you nourish your body. So really it's about nourishment. How you nourish your body, how you nourish your mind, how you nourish your eyes. Are you spending time in nature? Are you looking at beautiful things? Uh, my assistant Lisa gave me this winter rose poinsettia, which I've never ever seen one before. They're amazing. Like, hold on one second, I'm gonna show it to you. Let me see if I can bring it over here and show it to you. <laughs> Let's see, look at this thing. That is a winter rose poinsettia. I have never seen one of these, have you? It looks fake, it's so beautiful. And so I have that in my office, Michelle, and I look at it all the time and it just makes me smile. I, it's beautiful and I appreciate the beauty of it. So do you have other beautiful things to look at? When your life becomes more devoted to beauty, you see it everywhere, including your face and your body. Um, your body does so much more than just look good for you, and your face does so much more. You know, a smiling face is the most beautiful thing. It really is. So every time I see any wrinkles, I think, well, I came by those honestly. Lots of smiling and a lot of tears, too. But smiling, um, smiling at yourself is a really good beginning. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michelle. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, so Kit says I'm... I'm glad to be here and I'm recovering from rotor cuff surgery. Definitely a challenge. Yeah, you know, kid, anytime I think when we're sick, when we're recovering from an illness, when we're recovering from surgery, it is an invitation to, to kind of, um, what do I want? What's the word? It's like to kind of uh, just lavish in good self-care, a good cup of tea, a wonderful movie to watch. You know, my favorite holiday movie, I bet you all can guess it, is Love Actually. If you haven't seen it, Kit, you need to see it. And if you have seen it, watch it again. It's just a great feel-good holiday movie. Always makes me feel better. And so, um, yeah, it's a, t it's a chance to, to really just take care of yourself and um, nourish yourself and uh, notice what really matters to you, what you miss and what you don't miss when you're recovering. I think that's important information. Um, and bless your shoulder every day. You know, my mother-in-law had, uh, had broken her shoulder and she was in a, an, a sling for, gosh, I want to say at least six weeks. And she's a sweetheart. Like she actually believes <laughs> what I teach. And I would say to her every day, you need to say, I love you shoulder. I love you so much. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing so beautifully. I'm telling you, Kit, 
three weeks after her her um, surgery, she went to the doctors. I'm pretty sure it was about three weeks, and they were astounded at how quickly her shoulder was healing. And I know it had to do with how she was talking to her shoulder. So every day, multiple times a day, thank you for healing. I love you. You know, I'm I'm so appreciative. You know, we're going to get through this together. And um, thank you for uh, supporting me and supporting whatever I hold in the world. Thank you for supporting my hugs. Um, we heal quickly and easily. Just great positive affirmations. Every time you find yourself thinking, "Oh, I hate this. I don't want to. I don't want to have to go through this." Let that be a trigger to remind you to say something really lovely to your shoulder. Okay. And you know what, Kit? I'm also going to put you in my prayer book for um, speedy recovery and great self-care. Put you in there with a little heart. How's that? Okay. Um, Monica says, it's finals week for me, week for me as a college professor, and I've got a long time that you do. I have a friend who's a college professor who is just talking about this, Monica. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to take a break and watch this right now. Um, I'll give you a little tip, Monica. I don't know if you do this, but once a week now, my friend Beth and I get together at a cafe and we answer all of our emails. The goal is to, for her, a lot of times the goal is to grade papers and mine is to get my inbox emptied out. I love to do that. And so um, there's something about, we don't talk a lot. We actually do the work, but there's something about being in a cafe together and um, doing the work together that just makes it more fun. You know, every now and then we'll take a break and chat with each other and then um, get back to work. So um, yes, breathing is really important during this as well, Monica, breathing and being willing to just take the pressure off of yourself in terms of the holidays. Let friends and family know, I love you and um, don't expect too much except for me to be in a better mood because I'm taking care of myself. How's that? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Monica. Um, Darcy says, I have just one child, and I'm three years away from having an empty nest. Uh-oh. She's counting the time already. There's, that's a good thing. That, that can be a blessing and a curse. Um, I think about this constantly. Okay, it's a curse. <laughs> Stay with me, Darcy. We're going to get through this. Being a mom is the most fulfilling facet of my life. I need to stop worrying about this, but somehow I seem to think worrying helps me prepare. I know it sounds crazy. Any suggestions? Okay, first of all, you're not crazy. Most people think the mind tells us that if we worry about something enough, it will somehow get resolved. But Darcy, it never works. It doesn't work. So there's a few things I would recommend. First of all, I really, really bless you for your commitment to motherhood. And while I've never had children, the closest thing I had was my cat Poupon, who felt like a little boy to me and gave me a whole new appreciation for what it meant to be a parent. Um, I really can appreciate how scary it is to think about having the sole focus of your life gone. But here's the thing that's important, Darcy. One of the most profoundly loving things we do for children is we let them get on with their lives and figure out how to live in the world without us. It's really good self-care for them. And it's so important because I'll be honest with you, a lot of the young people I deal with nowadays don't have appropriate life skills because they were over-parented, over-cared for by parents who had a hard time letting them go. 
So, um, and, and in the long run, that's really not good for young people because they've got to become functional adults. And the way they become functional adults is by navigating things like roommates at college or paying their bills or trying to figure out how to do laundry or how to feed themselves or get up on time. All of those things are really, those are adult skills they need to learn. It's great that you're thinking about it now because one of the things you can do is prepare um, yourself emotionally for it by getting support outside of the family system. Because what you don't want to do is have your child pick up in any way. Uh, uh, let me say this. Have your child feel responsible for your feelings because he or she is not. You are. I think it's a great time to get into therapy, actually. And I would be looking for a therapist who specializes in helping mothers transition into an empty nest. Now, it's just an empty nest at home, but it will be a different kind of relationship with your grown child, your adult child. Um, and that'll be a wonderful experience as well. But this is a good time for you to begin to prepare. And to also, so you've got three years, it means your child has grown up and can take care of himself or herself. Also begin to take on some activities that help you get to know yourself in a better way. Journaling is wonderful, as I mentioned, therapy. Um, investing in your body, like I was talking to Monica before. Um, uh, you know, becoming healthier, like getting out into nature, walking on a regular basis is a wonderful way to spend time with ourselves, to get to know ourselves on a deeper level. And talking to other mothers who have successfully navigated the empty nest, excuse me, to find out what they're doing. Um, I think that that can be incredibly helpful as well. Not mothers who are struggling with it, mothers who have successfully navigated it or are successfully navigating that stage in life. This is a beautiful time for you to get to know yourself better. And your worried mind needs a place to kind of externalize its thoughts, which is why I think therapy can be really good. I'm moving because of the sun again. Here we go. That's why I think therapy, can, you know, a safe place for you, for you to be able to go and talk about how you feel and what's going on. Um, and here's the other thing, Darcy. I don't know if you're familiar with the tapping, but I want you to, even if you just tap right here, this is helpful for everybody watching, I promise you. And you say, I'm watching the birds fly by here. <laughs> you say, even though I'm worried about my empty nest, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. Even though I'm worried about blank, whatever it is, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. Even though I'm worried about uh, having an empty nest and how I'll navigate that, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. You can also say, even though my mind is worried, I choose to feel safe and at peace. Even though, here's a really important one. This is a good one for everybody. Even though I manufacture anxiety by worrying, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. I'm gonna repeat that. Even though I manufacture anxiety by worrying, I choose to feel peaceful and calm. And you just, this is the collarbone spot for the tapping techniques. You can always go to thetappingsolution.com to learn more. This spot here alone is a very powerful spot, and Darcy, that will help. Every time you catch yourself worrying, you don't want to get mad at yourself, and you don't want to say, I need to stop this right now. That will only keep it in place. What we resist gets stronger. Instead, you want to say, oh, sweetheart, you're worrying again about the empty nest. First of all, darling, 
It's three years away. And if you're worrying about that, you're not present for me. I'm not present for you. And we're not present for my son or daughter. So let's come back to the present moment. And you know what? We're going to be okay. I'm going to get you help. I'm going to get you support. We're going to find great things to do, you and I together. And, um, and we're going to get through this. Like, put your hand on your heart and talk to yourself. That's what I do. I do that all the time. Talk to yourself and let yourself know that you're going to support you. The adult you is going to support the young you that's scared in getting through this time. Okay? All right. Let's see. Um, Facebook is doing this funky thing again where it's not letting me... Um, it's not letting me go back to uh, some of your questions. Um, <laughs> so Valerie says, I recently found out that I'm sick. I'll have a virus for the rest of my life, and it's Christmas. I'm sad at 36, and I want to enjoy this season anyway. So any advice you can give me? Yes. First of all, I never, ever, ever, ever take on a life sentence for anything. I just don't. My mind chooses not to. I don't believe it. And, um, and even if it is true, I know that there are things I can do to take care of my health. And I know that there's things you can do to take care of your health. Let me just move my pad of paper here. So, um, Valerie, one of the things I would absolutely recommend you do, I recommend this to people all the time, and it's really helpful and it works. I would recommend that you find a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath. And you talk to them about this virus that you have and the kinds of things you can do to support your immune system. There's plenty you can do to support your immune system. I promise you that. Plenty of things you don't even know about that will make a huge difference in relation to your health. So number one is I'm in control of my body. I mean, read about spontaneous remissions. Go to Chris Carr's website. Um, there's a book that she recommends by a gal, I, I want to say it's Kelly maybe, who um, writes about spontaneous, spontaneous remissions, people who had cancer and it suddenly disappears, right? They were given this, oh, you've got stage four cancer and suddenly it's gone. This has been happening for centuries. So Valerie, um, you need to take, you need to remember who's in charge of your body, you, you, my darling. And so get yourself educated, get yourself support, naturopath, functional medicine doc, really smart, Google it in your area, you're bound to find somebody and um, learn about what you can do to support your beautiful immune system so that it supports you through the rest of your life. You're 36, you've got a big, wonderful life ahead of you. I'm excited for you and you know why? Because a lot of times it takes the diagnosis of an illness for a woman to finally get that her self-care is needs to be her number one priority and when we're diagnosed with an illness instead of being mad at ourselves which is not good for the body we can use that diagnosis as inspiration for taking better care of ourselves learning more about the health of our body learning more about finding the right kind of healthcare practitioners who are like partners who you know love us and uh, partner with us and want to support us in finding solutions not naming problems okay those are my suggestions sweetheart i hope it's helpful um let's see yes um, so barbara says i struggle with trying to find someone for love i've read louise hayes books and have healed and changed my life just need words of encouragement 
to not give up on love. And I know I have to love and be happy with who I am. Yeah, but doesn't that just suck? Don't you just not want to hear that, Barbara, <laughs> when you're looking for love? I know people who have found the most amazing love at all ages. As a matter of fact, one of my dearest friends just told me that his father, who is 92, I believe, in an assisted living facility has just found a new girlfriend. How awesome is that? I was just so freaking thrilled to hear that. So I never give up on love, Barbara. I know it can be discouraging sometimes, but here's some things I'd recommend. If you check out my book, The Unmistakable Touch of Grace, in there I talk about meeting my husband, Michael, and what I did to meet him, some of which was I made a list, a profile of my ideal mate. I wrote down everything I wanted in man, um, from his loving animals to taking care of his health to being having sound financial health, um, being handsome. I love dark hair and dark eyes. And um, not that I'm opposed to other looks, but that was like my favorite. It was everything, physical, intellectual, financial, spiritual, emotional. I made a list of everything I was looking for. Um, and I shared it with friends and helped them, asked, invited them to help me fine tune it. And then I started to, I chose like six or seven of the qualities and I started to just share with other people. This is specifically the kind of person that I'm looking for because a lot of times we don't do that. You know, instead we, um, we just say, oh, I'm looking for a nice person, you know, a nice guy or a nice gal. But, you know, being specific is really helpful. And then making sure that you put yourself in places where you're going to be able to meet people like that. Um, and scoping out, like I think about the gym that I belong to. The gym that I belong to has a very high number of married people. So I would, wouldn't be going there to meet somebody single. I'd probably I'd go to a small gym. It's a community-oriented gym. And a lot of the people seem to be married. I would probably go to a different gym if I were looking to meet somebody. What kinds of classes do you like to take? Like, do you like to do yoga or do you like to rollerblade or do you like to sail or what kinds of things do you do that people you might be interested in would also like to do? Um, get yourself out there doing that. Start just affirming, even though I, I, I believe in love, the perfect partner finds me. Like, let that be your mantra. The perfect partner finds me. Now, here's the important thing also. When you create your um, ideal partner profile, I want you to look at that list, Barbara, and um, uh, I want you to ask yourself, where do I need to grow in order to match this list? Because like does attract like. And rather than unconsciously looking for somebody that's gonna complete us or heal us in some way, we wanna be looking for somebody just like us. You know, somebody who's got the kinds of qualities that we have. So you want to be looking at that list and asking yourself how you need to grow. That's where the emphasis of your time and energy needs to be on how do I become the ideal partner? Because as you do that, you actually start to magnetize that person and they move into your atmosphere. I promise you that's true. It sounds might sound like woo-woo. Happens all the time. It certainly happened to me. I met Michael... Um, I think two weeks after I finished the ideal partner profile and I had been, I had felt lonely for quite some time for the right partner. And Michael had too. And I met him through a personal ad back then. There was no internet dating, but I met him. I, I always like to say I, I bought him from a magazine. <laughs> I didn't pay for him though, but um, I found him in a magazine 
And um, we've been together ever since. It's been 25 years, so it works. Um, online dating these days, I understand, is quite a bit different. I'm glad I'm not doing it, but if you know what you're looking for and you craft the right ad, that's why I met Michael, because he crafted an awesome ad. There's a business out there for people who can craft really honest, awesome ads, by the way, for dating, online dating. And you get really nice photos. You can actually find somebody that way too. But those are some of the suggestions. Most of all, don't give up on love, sweetheart. Don't do it. Somebody just perfect for you is, is, is right now orbiting you, orbiting around your life right now. And they're just waiting for you to welcome them in with your belief, with your wisdom about who it is you're looking for, with your willingness to put your energy out there into the world. And um, I promise you they're gonna show up. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. Okay, um, let's see. We're gonna do maybe one more question and then we'll wrap up. Um... <laughs> I, love, I love your notes. I'm reading some of your notes as we go along. Um, let's see, let's see if we have Hi, Allison from New Zealand. I love that we can all talk from all over the world. Isn't it awesome? Um, <laughs> Elaine says, I'm waiting for the universe to send me the perfect job. Could you put in a good word for me? Absolutely. Let's put you in my book, girl. Sometimes there's amazing things that happen when people get in this book. I should put myself in here, too. I have to remember to do that. So, Elaine, awesome job. That's what's going in the book for you, darling. Elaine, awesome job <laughs> with a little heart. There we go. You're in. All right. Let's see what happens, shall we? Um, yeah. That's uh, great. This is great. Um, yeah, you know, um, the, the, the woman who asked me about the, the, the being afraid of the empty nest, be sure to read through the comments here. There's some wonderful comments from other parents. Um, uh, and maybe you, you, some of you could even hook up with one another and um, support each other by phone or, or by Zoom or Skype or whatever. That would be an awesome thing to do. I, of course, would love that. I love building community in that way. Um, yeah. Good, Nancy. That's great. Even though I manifest anxiety, even though I manufacture, that's also an important word because the mind manufactures anxiety when we're worrying. So even though I manufacture anxiety, I choose to feel peaceful and calm is really great. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. You know what? I am. Um, thank you so much for your notes, people. I'm just, I'm looking here to see if there's a question. Um, Thank you, Andrea, who says, thank you very much for your Facebook Live during my 15 months on bed rest, healing from a pressure wound. You've helped me to heal. Last couple of weeks, I've started my sitting up protocol. Fantastic. Congratulations. And I'm on my way to getting back out and about in the world. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Congratulations, Andrea. I'm putting you in the book too. You might already be in there, but I'm going to put you in there again. That's really fantastic. And I'm so glad that these have been helpful to you, sweetheart. I really am. Yay for getting up and out into the world, right? Um, <laughs> Monica says, put yourself in your own book. Yeah, that's my next book title. Oh, that's pretty funny, actually. Thank you for that. Um, okay. All right. You know what? I am going to, I'm going to sign off now. 
let me just say thank you for being here. Take good care of yourself. Remember my three tips for the holidays. Schedule in time, well, create open time for spontaneity. Shop for pleasure, not under pressure. And look for great people. Be on the lookout for great people. They are everywhere. Just like love is everywhere, good people are everywhere. And when we really cultivate an open, excited, um, loving presence, we just draw that to us in our lives. We really do. It happens. Trust me. Just try it. Practice. See what happens. All right. I will look forward to seeing you next week. I'll post any uh, links to resources in, uh, on Facebook here once the video uploads. And in the meantime, take really good care of yourself. Be loving. No stress. Take Breathe. Deep breaths. I choose to feel peaceful and calm. Let that be your mantra. And I'll talk to you next week. All right? Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Bye.